Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. We're in this series, Miracles, and today we're going to talk about the miracle of forgiveness. The miracle of forgiveness. I remember the day that I was in my house by myself, and I think I was 25, I was 25 years old. I just felt an emptiness. I just knew there's more. And I remember kneeling down and at that chair in my living room after I just drank about a half bottle of wine and I dumped the rest out and I said, man, this stinks. Life's got to be better than this. And I got down on my knees and I said, God, because I was raised in church and I knew what to do. I said, Lord, I just want to give you my life. And I'm just beginning to talk to him. And man, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit just come down upon me. I didn't even know what that was then. But I knew it was divine. But that's not the only thing I felt. The other thing that happened was I had the power of the Spirit come upon me and actually went in me. But when that happened, I had the weight of sin lift off of me. That was the exchange. That was the exchange. The presence of Jesus for all my wicked deeds and wicked acts. How many of you ever read that book, Pilgrim's Progress? Who's ever read that? Golly, that's a famous book. Y'all need to read that. I want to show you a picture. His name was Christian. See, that's how Christian felt before he gave his life to Jesus. And that's what goes on with us. The devil's there taunting us about the guilt, about the shame, about the, the condemnation of the things that we have done wrong in our lives, knowing that we have just completely, utterly disappointed God in the way we have lived and and disappointed even ourselves in many ways. And that weight, you're just carrying it all the time. But when you give your life to Jesus, not only do you get the presence of Jesus, but that weight gets lifted off of you and you're able to stand up straight again. Can I get an amen in this house? Can I get an amen in this house? You know, Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, 
We took the blood today in communion. Man, I love that song. Uh, what can wash away my sin? What? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus can do that, guys. Nobody else can do it. Only the blood of Jesus. And it says, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings, according to the richness of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and all insight. And I put in parentheses in here so you would understand that word lavished, what it really means. It means to exceed a fixed number of measure. In other words, there's no limit. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter how much you've done in your life, there's no limit to God's grace that takes that away from you. Oh, I don't know about you, but that's something to shout about. There's no limit to his grace that takes that from you. So you don't have to go around with the guilt and the shame and the condemnation and, and, and a history that dictates your future. Instead, you have a God that directs your future. Can I get an amen? You know, Psalms 103, 8 through 13, it says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Now, this is David speaking in his psalm, and he's literally repeating what he read in the five books, uh, the first five books, the pinnacle of the Bible, where Moses had... Uh, God had come before Moses and, and God showed Moses who he was. And so this is what he's repeating is what Moses saw. And he said, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Too many people see God wrongly. This is who God really is. He will not always contend with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to to our sins. Can someone say hallelujah for that? He has not dealt with us according to our sins. As a matter of fact, this is so mind-blowing that he said that I'm going to pay you back double in blessings for the sins you committed. I mean, that's even hard to comprehend, isn't it? He keeps going, he says, nor rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. What's that word fear mean? That's not, oh, I'm afraid of God. No, people misunderstand it. There's two fears in the Bible. One that you're afraid and one that's an awe and a respect and an honor. It says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed your wrongdoings from us. Wow. So all those sins that we committed in our life, he takes them and he casts them as far away from you as that's, that's even possible. In the cosmos, they're just thrown. In another scripture, he says he takes them and he throws them into the sea. He's cast them away completely as far as the east to the west he's cast him away mm. just as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who what fear. those who fear him 
Then we go to the New Covenant. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, it actually explains the New Covenant, which it says it comes with better promises. I'll tell you what, that's one good promise. That's a better promise. That he takes our sins and he does away with them. But the new covenant that we actually have with God is that he would write his law upon our heart. He would, he would uh, put it in our mind that he would be our God and that we'd be his children. That no longer would anyone have to teach us to know him. For all should know him from the least to the greatest. And our sins and our lawless deeds would be remembered no more. And so the, the Hebrew writer here uh, wrote that in chapter 8. And then again in chapter 10, verse 17, he comes back to it and he says... Their sins and their lawless deeds, I will no longer remember. I will no longer remember. Let me ask you this. If, if, if God no longer remembers it, why are you remembering it? You ever been kind of just driving or doing something and you start thinking about some really horrible things that you've done? That's the enemy just trying to bring condemnation on you. You need to realize and tell the enemy, say, you know, get thee behind me. That has been washed under the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's been cast into the sea. But you see, too many times we want to go on fishing expeditions. We want to go in that sea and we want to catch that thing and bring it back to us. Instead of letting it be and letting it just be at the bottom of the depths of the sea. Never to be remembered again. God says, I don't remember it. Like if I come to God about something I've done in my past. And I say, oh God, man, I'm, I just remembered this. I'm so sorry for that. I, I just wish I wouldn't have done that. You know what the father does? He looks at me and he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I don't remember that. Oh, surely. He, no, I don't remember that. I don't know what you're talking about. What God forgets, we need to forget. Oh, but then you got some people will remind you. Oh, uh, yeah, bring it up. Remember last month? Remember last year? Did this, did that? They want to bring it up. Next time someone brings up your sin that you have brought to the foot of the cross, next time they bring up that sin, say, yeah, what of it? What of it? I did those things, but what of it? I brought that to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I repented and I asked him to forgive me and I'm forgiven by the blood of the lamb. I have no guilt, no shame, and no condemnation. That's the glory of who my God is. What of it? See, now I remember when we used to even correct our children. They would come in the Sarah, Sarai, Yahweh, all of them eventually was in there. They would come in the room because they did something wrong. I never asked them, you know, why did you do this? Because there's no reason to do wrong. So I just asked them, do you realize what you've done? And then if they normally do. And so if not, I fill them in. And then I say, okay, I'm going to correct you. And so I give them a spanking. And so uh, I was, we were in a creative meeting and I said, I give them a whooping. And then they said, maybe use a different word. Don't use whooping. 
But whooping just sounds so us. Can I get an amen? I give them a spanking. I give them a spanking. And so they would, you know, stand up and be crying, crying and all that. I just wait for a little while, let them cry, get it, get it out of them. And then I'd say, okay, that's enough. And what did you tell them? Dry it up. I'd say, dry it up. Cindy had never heard that before. She said, dry it up. I said, yeah, that means quit crying. Dry it up. That's enough. And so I said, okay, let's ask God to forgive you. So we'd ask God to forgive him or her. And then I'd say, okay, God's forgiven you. And I said, and you need to know something. I have forgiven you too. And so it's over. When we walk out this door, it's over. Like it never happened. It ain't walk out the door and I'm mad at you half the day and, you know, and I'm bringing it up three hours later. No, we walk out the door and it's a done. It's done. It's over. It's cast as far as the east is to the west. It's done. Can I get an amen? And that's how our God operates. I know it's hard to understand. I know it. But you need to understand It's so amazing. You know, in Isaiah 55 and 7, it says, Let the wicked abandon his way, and the unrighteous person his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. And this is what I love about God. And he will have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Abundantly. He'll have compassion, and he abundantly will pardon you. When we turn away from our sins, look to the Lord, put our faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, guess what? We shall be forgiven. We shall be forgiven. Through the miracle of forgiveness, our guilt is removed. The justice of the law is satisfied. Condemnation is gone. And the burden of sin is lifted off of us. Can I get an amen in the house of God? I said, can I get an amen in the house of God? Stand to your feet in this place. Sarah, you singing this? What are we about to sing, Sarah? Thank Thank you for what? The blood. Oh, come on, guys. If you have never entered in to the glory of worship of the grace and compassion of God upon us, Do it here today. Come on, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up to a glorious God. Sing it, Sarah. And I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I was lost and I was blind. And I was running out of time. Sin. Separated, the breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight. So you made a way across the great divide. Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owed. Broke my chains, freed my soul, 
And for the first time I had hope So thank you Jesus for the blood applied Thank you Jesus it has washed me white Thank you Jesus you have into glorious life you took my place laid inside my tomb of sin and you were buried for three days but then you walked right out again and now death has no sting and life has no end for I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb. So thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. And thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you. not done with us yet what do we do when we sin after we have believed that was great I got that burden removed off my back all of it 
All of it, every last bit of it. But what do we do after we get saved and then we mess up? I have. Anyone else have in here? 1 John 2, 1 through 2, it says, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. So it's not about giving a license to sin. It says, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself, he's the one that took our place for our sins. That's what that word actually means. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Wow. For the Bible declares in Proverbs 24, 16, for a righteous person falls seven times, but they get back up. They get back up. Honestly, the only defeat for a Christian is when they don't get back up. Psalms 94, 17 through 19. I love this scripture. Scripture, I want you to hear it. David speaking, he said, If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the land of silence. If I should say my foot has slipped, I messed up, I slipped, I fell, your faithfulness, Lord, will support me. In other words, when I am not faithful, he still is. Come on, he still is. When I am not faithful, he still is. And if it wouldn't be for him, we'd all be done for. And when my anxious thoughts multiply within me about all this, your comfort delights my soul. Because you abundantly pardon. You lavish. There is no limit to you. We need to both learn from our failure. And we need to have amnesia at the same time. Come on, somebody. We need to learn from it. But then we need to have amnesia about it. Not from the lesson, but from the sin. You know, a good example to this is Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario Brothers, you play the game and you're trying to get through this section and you don't make it. But it's not over. You just get another try. So you try again and then you might not make it that time, but then you get to try again and you get to try again. And to eventually you conquer it. You see, the Super Mario effect states that we are more successful at completing challenges if those challenges are gamified and we are not destroyed for failed attempts. Well, God has deified our attempts so that he deified life for us. So that when we do slip or we don't quite make it, we're not destroyed. He doesn't just go boom and kill you. He goes, get up. Let's try it again. 
And because he does that, you're not afraid because what happens if I slip again? You get back up and you try it again. And you learn. And eventually, if you keep trying, you're going to finish it. And you're going to finish that section. And you're going to go to the next section. And the next level. And the next level. And the next level. Until finally, you defeat the game. You defeat life through the power of Jesus Christ. Come on. The Lord knew we'd struggle as we mature. That's why in the middle of our Lord's prayer, we constantly pray to the Lord, forgive us of our sins. He knew we were pitiful people. He did. And he says, look, I sympathize. I know I sympathize with you, but you can come to me. Don't hide from me. Come to me. Don't quit. Get back up until you conquer. And you will conquer. You will overcome. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony, you will overcome. Can I get an amen? Yes, said you will overcome. Through the miracle of forgiveness, we are still forgiven, accepted, and helped by God if we go to him with a broken and a humble heart. You know, it's the one thing that God will not refuse is a broken and a humble heart. He will not refuse it. Can you stand to your feet, everyone in here? I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. No one looking around, no one going anywhere. Bow your head and close your eyes. You heard that at the jail? This is for you. This is for you too. Your past can be thrown into the sea. The burden that's weighted you down for so long can be lifted off of you. But what you have to do is you have to believe and you have to respond. And when you do, the power of Almighty God will come upon you and His presence and the burden of sin and guilt and shame and condemnation and your past is completely utterly wiped out if you're in here and you say pastor I'm carrying this burden and I want it off and I need the grace of God I'm ready to lay it at the foot of the cross I'm ready to give my life to him so this would be gone. I want my name to be Christian. A real Christian that has no burden of sin. But the presence of Jesus. If that's you and you say, Pastor, please, I want it. I want it. Raise your hand right where you're at and say, that's me, Pastor. Raise it up. Raise it up high if that's you. Come on in. Thank you. Thank you. Raise it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Raise it up high. Come on. Thank you. Right here. 
Raise it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Raise it up high. Anyone? Come on, raise your hand. Now is your time. Now is the time. Now is the time. The Lord, remove this burden. Come on, now is the time. Now is the time. Thank you for raising your hand. Who else said, that's me? That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Another one. Thank you. Oh, praise Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something. You raise your hand. I've had leaders coming around you and stuff, and they're going to walk with you. But this is so important. You got to bring it to the foot of the cross and lay it at him. This is going to change you forever. If you raise your hand, get up here at this altar right now. Come on, get up to here at this altar. Don't even think twice. Get down here to this altar. Come on, run down to this altar. Get at the feet of Jesus. Get at the feet of Jesus. Come on. Come on, church. Come on, church. Get at the feet of Jesus. Come on, bring them. Bring them. Get at the feet of Jesus. Come on, bring them. Come on, sing that song. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on down. Come on down. Now's the time. your heart. Come on, pour out your heart. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Come on, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. pray together right here in this place you raise your hand I want we're gonna all pray with them if you're up here at this altar I want you to lift your voice to the Lord come on lift your eyes up to heaven lift your eyes up to heaven and look to the Lord and say father come on father I need your mercy I need your grace take my sin from me Save me, Lord. Let me have your presence. I need you, God. Save me, Lord. Remove my guilt. Remove my shame. Take condemnation from me. And let me live in your freedom. Your freedom, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Come on, death would not hold me. Come on, death would not hold me. Come on, everyone in here. Death cannot hold us. You are free in the name of Jesus. Come on. Praise of your glory for you. 
who believes in the name of Jesus Christ in this place. Those of you that came and gave your life to Jesus, I'm encouraging you. You saw the baptisms this morning. Follow through in the waters of baptism. Well, I got baptized before. Not since he lifted this weight off you didn't. Can I get an amen? You get baptized. Because baptism is more than a physical act. It opens a spiritual door. And it destroys your past behind you. Can I get an amen? Come on, hadn't this been an incredible day in the house of God? I said, hasn't it been an incredible day in the house of Almighty God? Yes! Thank y'all so much, guys. God bless you. Come on, sing that again. Death did not hold us. God bless y'all. Thank y'all.